0: Five months have passed since Hamas brutally attacked Israel, launching a vicious war for Israel's very survival. As Israel fights for her existence, so many people around the world, even in America, Israel's greatest ally, have turned their backs on the Israeli people right when they need friends the most. Friends like us. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews is on the ground in Israel, delivering critically needed emergency supplies to those suffering right now. There is an immediate Need for essentials like food, medicine, and emergency supplies for hundreds of thousands of suffering Jews. Many cannot return to their homes because of rocket fire in the north from Hezbollah. Israel is in desperate need, and that's why I'm partnering with the fellowship today. Every donation is urgently needed. To give to IFCJ, visit supportifcj.org. That's one word support ifcj.org your gift will be matched to double in impact and help provide twice the support support ifcj.org. god bless and thank you your holster is way more important than you think it is it's just way more important than you think it is what look and i get that the holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms right Well, let me ask you a difficult question to answer. It won't sound difficult at first, but it's about to get more and more difficult. Let me ask you something. In the fictional comic book superhero world, is the Punisher a good guy Or a bad guy. Now I need you to, because undoubtedly, almost undoubtedly, you have a strong feeling on that one way or the other. You probably, judging by the people who most likely listen to my show, you're probably a Punisher fan. Yeah, I love the Punisher. I mean, for you comic book show movie fans. I'll tell you that Punisher show they did on Netflix was outstanding. Outstanding. But be that as it may. For you non-comic book fans or people unaware of what I'm talking about, this is the deal with the Punisher and the whole comic book thing that's turned into movies and shows or whatnot. The Punisher is not a man with superpowers. Some former military guy. You know, they always change the backstory, but it's always former Marine Former Navy SEAL, former this, whatever, always some guy like that gets his wife and kids or kid, I forget, I think they may change the story each time, but it's wife and children, at least one, they get murdered by bad guys. And the bad guy changes, the sources of the bad guy change, but now you have this highly trained human being who's just has this horrible personal loss. And that feeling that you have inside of you whenever you think about something like that happening to your family, or God forbid, maybe it has, but whenever you think about that, that feeling you get of, I'll kill everybody. I'll hunt them all down and murder them all. He's the one, which is part of what made it such a great character. He's the one who actually did it. That's what made those... Comic books, I think I might not have even been allowed to read them when I was little. When I was a kid, I loved them, but the Punisher ones are dark. Darker than even Batman. Because Punisher does not show up to the bad guy's house and punch him out and leave him tied up in front of the sheriff's department. Punisher shows up, walks in the room, Of a very bad human being. And unloads a shotgun into his chest. Now let me ask you again. Is the Punisher a good guy? Or a bad guy? Is what he just did to that bad guy. Do you consider it murder? Do you consider it revenge? Do you consider it justice? And here's the ultimate kicker of a question. Do you think there's a difference between those things? What is, in your opinion, the difference between revenge and justice? Anyone? Gets a little murky. I'm well, I, i I'm the punisher. I wouldn't kill that guy because he was a, a murderer. Okay. That sounds like revenge, right? It's revenge. I am the state of Pennsylvania. We arrested that guy, put him on trial, then laid him down in a bed, hooked the needle into his arm, and killed him. That was justice. What's the difference? Is there a difference? 1863 in the Montana Territory, they find a boy who's been shot. Now, I did quite a bit of reading on all these things we're going to talk about today in a couple podcasts. One of them who did this story really well, I have to give a special shout-out to him, was a High Crimes and Misdemeanors podcast. He really did this well, but... As I was digging into these things today, digging into the territories, digging into how all that worked, it was extremely fascinating. Here's what's happening. Remember, 1840s, 1850s, 1860s, people are going west. They're going west for gold, for precious metals. This is, remember, the name of the San Francisco 49ers. They're named after the 1849 California gold rush. That's about that time. And other parts of the country, even though it kind of wasn't part of the country yet, they start getting gold discoveries, too. And what really happens here when when they discover gold? Because you and I like to imagine, because undoubtedly you've heard of People flocking west to find gold, pan for gold. And you get this image in your mind of what it is and what it isn't. Here's what it really was. You knew the west. Remember, we're talking untamed territory here. We're talking many of these places are not official states at all, like the one we're talking about today, and that's going to be important. The Montana Territory. What is the Montana Territory? Well, I am somebody who's actually from Montana, so I will simply tell you environment-wise, like right now, if you go there, unbelievably beautiful gorgeous mountains, perfect, perfect weather, mid-July, a dry 80, 85, sunny, maybe an occasional rain. You're walking through the wilderness, not a care in the world, except at this point in time, you had a lot of cares when it came to the Montana Territory. Some of those cares were Indians, bad Indian problem, Some of those cares were outlaws because, remember, you are a territory and you kind of have law enforcement, but you kind of do not. And know how beautiful it is there right about now? Go up there in December. It's a little different up there. It's wild. Montana, even now, to this day, feels wild. And that was the West. That wasn't just Montana. Because there aren't very many people. There's only a million people in the whole state of Montana. It's the fourth biggest state in the United States of America. It's huge. But you'll get these gold discoveries. And what happened was, remember, things travel by telegram back then. And people get newspapers back then. And you'll be in a a city... Or uh, the su- what would be classified as suburbs of a city back then. And you read in the headlines. Gold discovered in Montana. Now, let me ask you. Something like that existed today. Let's, because it's hard for us to understand. We've tamed everything. Let's say there was an island. A big island off the coast of California. It's not part of California. It's not a state. Technically, the United States owns it, but there's no city there. There's no government there. It's just woods and stuff. And you get word, personally, you read in the papers today, oh, my goodness, gold is discovered there. Are you personally packing up your stuff? Either flat out leaving your family, maybe bringing them along? Are you going... Well, I'll explain why you may or may not. Hang on. It is time for you to get a home security system. You have to stop putting this off. I'm not trying to scare you, but look around you at the world we live in now. It is getting more dangerous. <laughs> There's just no other way to put it. And if you think all this craziness is going to stay inside of these big cities forever, you've, you've got another thing coming. It's not. It doesn't work that way. Crime waves don't work that way. It could easily come to your home. You need Simply Safe now, and they couldn't possibly make it any easier for you. Go to simplysafe.com/slash Jesse. Pick out what you want. They send it to you. You open it, you put the sensors out, you plug them in, and you are protected, professionally monitored 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Simply dot com slash Jesse. Jesse Kelly returns next. Should be noted before we continue on our story here it should be noted that it is my birthday today now I want you all to know something about my birthday I am not going to make a big deal of it you're not even going to hear me mention it because I think it's obnoxious when people talk about their birthday all the time as if it's something special yes 39 years ago today I was born and the world is so so blessed to have me but but um, I'm not going to talk about it on the radio I have a national radio show I'm not going to talk about it I'm never going to talk about it. I'm not going to bring up the fact that people should pour their well wishes on me. I'm not going to bring up the fact that, I mean, the world's a better place for me being here. I'm just going to let it go. I'm going to be hum- humble gracious, I'm going to act like other people matter too, I'm going to, what, Chris? Sorry, I don't dwell on things like my birthday. I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's, I mean, it's just a day where, where I mean, I, I'm going to eat the things I want to eat and if people want to tell me how great I am, that's fine. Now, back to Montana, the Montana Territory. You find out there's gold on that island. Are you going? Here's the thing. You're probably not. Why are you probably not? Well, you're not leaving the wife and kids. You're not leaving your husband for it. You're not leaving your job for it. Probably, right? And if you are, what does that say about the current situation you were in? And believe me when I tell you I'm not passing any judgment on you because I've been out of work before. But especially in this economy, if you're flat, broke, and busted right now, and undoubtedly, some of you are, maybe you are going. What I'm saying to you is think about the people in the situation, in such a situation that they feel the need... To go west. To brave things out west. And I cannot stress enough how much you're braving when you were going to the Montana Territory for gold. You are braving your scalp hanging in an Indian teepee somewhere. You are braving horrible wild animal attacks. They, They had a very difficult time killing grizzly bears back then and it was a big, big problem. You are braving weather that kills people to this day. To this day in Montana, I'm telling you, I grew up there. Every single winter, there is somebody who will get a flat tire, skid off the road on some ice. Something will happen where somebody will get stuck on the side of the road in wintertime, and they will die. With all the modern technology today, it's that harsh. It's that vicious. Now, go ahead and rewind to an era where everything is on horseback. And you don't think about that too much, do you? Horseback. Let's say you're heading to the next town over, which in a town like Montana now, let alone then. But then, let's call it fifty miles. Let's say it's the winter time. You do the right thing. You. Pack right, you put on warm weather gear, and you hop on your horse to ride 50 miles. Do you know how many ways you can die along that trail? Do you know how many little ravines there are you can hardly see in Montana now cover the ground in snow? Do you know how easy it would be to ride you and your horse off the edge of a little cliff? Forget Cliff. Do you know how many gigantic holes in the ground you might not be able to see where your horse falls, breaks a leg, falls on top of your leg, and now you lay there and freeze to death? I'm not trying to scare you off from going. I'm trying to explain to you, because we have a Montana thing to talk about in a little while, I'm trying to explain to you how dangerous it is up there. And there's another problem, a big problem, especially around this time, the year's 1863. The problem is people are getting robbed. And I don't mean one or two people. I mean everyone who seems to be carrying a decent amount of gold nuggets or gold dust seems to be getting held up. Along the road. Why are they getting held up along the road? Well, that brings me back to what we were talking about before. Who is going to these mining camps? What makes up a mining camp? Lots of times. Most of the people there were pretty down on their luck. Lots of times. People in these camps. Had a bit of a checkered background. Is that a nice way to put that? Let's just be honest about it. Lots of times these guys had their faces on wanted posters in other parts of the United States of America. But it's a really funny thing. These mining camps are fascinating things. You see, they came from civilization. They came from a civilized society in the United States of America. But what they didn't have was a civilized society. They got to, so they kind of made their own and kind of didn't. They set up a camp. They set up a community. There was a basic understanding in these camps. This is my tent. That's your tent. I won't steal. You won't steal. Merchants would set up shop there. Lawyers would set up shop there. There are claims. There's even, as people do, and this is going to be important, there's even, on occasion, a sheriff elected. Why? Well, we have to have somebody look out for us. But here's the thing. The sheriff is somebody who's chosen from that population, too. Sometimes you end up with a man named Sheriff Henry Plummer. Sheriff Henry Plummer when he was elected sheriff was a murderer several times over. Several times over. A man who'd already spent time in Sam Quentin, in fact, only got out of Sam Quentin, faking like he got tuberculosis. Well, now you could find yourself in quite a pickle, right? If the sheriff over you is a bit of a crook, but it should be noted he's thought of as being relatively well liked. Except people are starting to notice things in the mining community. They are. They're starting to notice because word travels fast that too many people are getting robbed. And remember, there's no money. When I said gold nuggets and gold dust, this is the Montana territory. This is not the United States of America. There's no cash. Or if there is, it's very minimal. The, the You buy things with gold. Gold dust, gold nuggets, that's what you buy things. It's everything. You get on your wagon, too much gold in it, you're getting held up all the time. And then they go from just being holdups to something else. Hang on. Raycon, that is the name that's going to be sweeping the industry when it comes to earbuds. And and look, I say this from experience. I, quite frankly, live with things in my ears. I know that sounds strange, but I have headphones in for three hours a day on radio then another hour a day on TV. I know what quality is and what it isn't, and I have never in my life. Had earbuds in my ears that sound like Raycon. The bass, the voices, that's on top of the fact that they're easy to pair, they're easy to control, volume up, volume down, pause, play, power on, power off. Comes with this handy little case, lasts for six hours on a charge, and they're comfortable. Comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash Jesse. That's buyraycon.com slash Jesse. That gets you 15% off the already great price. It was actually not extremely common at this time for a robbery to result in a murder. However, the robberies started to result in murders. And if you're a mining camp and you exist supporting each other, you're kind of the outcasts of society getting by, trying to make it rich. You are not going to stand by forever As you get robbed continuously, and now they're starting to kill people, only here's the problem. They figure out Sheriff Henry Plummer's the one doing the killing. And his gang of misfits. He has a dozen, some say 20, you can't get good accurate stuff on it. He has men with him. They're doing the robbing. They're doing the killing. Now... What are you supposed to do about that? Remember our conversation in the beginning about the Punisher. If you're uncomfortable with that, and I mean, part of me wants you to be uncomfortable with that, but if you are uncomfortable with that, what do you do now? I'm not making this part up. This isn't fictional. This was real. People lived under this. The sheriff... And his gang of misfits are robbing and killing people. What are you supposed to do about that? They form what's called a vigilance committee. Now, a vigilance committee is not the first it's it, they're not the first ones to do this it had been done other places in other territories and they do this as a way it's something society clearly does because there's not necessarily always an established law enforcement court presence they do this as a way to create their own you know ad hoc law enforcement thing these guys go out they track people down they make arrests and that doesn't sound bad to some people. And as a brief side note, let me step away for a moment. I will tell you that doesn't sound terrible to me in my perfect libertarian world I'd like to live in, although I don't consider myself a libertarian. I'll explain that in a little while. I mean, just a quick side note I'm, as I brought it up. I would love to live in the under a libertarian form of government. It's my, In my opinion, that's the most superior form. However... Libertarianism cannot possibly defeat communism. Communism must be defeated before you put in that government, but that's another matter. We'll discuss that later in the show. So, in my perfect world, we don't need that many cops. How many cops do you need when everybody's walking around with a firearm? And it was like this a lot in these mining camps. This was a time you were armed at all times. But eventually, this is why you can't ever do the abolish all police thing. Eventually, like now, you run against some criminals who are just better at it than you, and you have to gang up and get them. And they gang up and get them, but here's the problem. They start by going after the bad guys who they know are bad guys, who they know are robbing them. And they start killing them. Yes, they're trying to have a trial. Let's do trials. But remember this. Trials are real ugly business back then. And you'll hear attorneys complain about this today. But back then especially... There's almost no pay for the prosecutor, almost none. Think how hard it can be to convict someone today with all the forensic evidence and DNA and things like that. Now, think how hard it is to convict someone back then without an eyewitness. How do you, I, I've always found that fascinating. How in the world do you even investigate a crime? Very, very, very difficult. Defense attorneys got paid more. Defense attorneys were more capable. So you can start having these little trials, and they do, but as soon as someone gets acquitted, well, wait a minute. This is a murderer. This is a thief. We know he's a murderer or a thief. Okay. No more trials. Now they're going to people's homes, often drunk, dragging them out of their homes, bad men in the middle of the night, throwing a rope around their necks and hanging them. I'm a dude. Part of me, when I hear things like this, cheers. Part of me thinks, good, screw them. They got what they deserve. But a couple things you need to note. One, this story gets uglier. Two, It's easy for you and I to cheer for something like that. Have you ever heard a man, even a bad one, wetting himself, begging for his life, crying before you tie a rope around his neck and watch him die? Again, looks easy on paper, looks easy in the movies. Could you do it? Could you do it? Well, these guys, they start doing it. They start doing it a lot. They even track down the sheriff, Henry Plummer, and they string him up too. But here's the thing. When it comes to justice, when it comes to lynch mobs, which this undoubtedly was, the Montana Vigilantes. As we've talked about a million times on the show, once you get that kind of power, how often do people give back that kind of power? You get done hanging all the people you know are bad. Well, I mean, look, we we killed all the murderers should we go home or, you know, let's hold on. Just hear me out here. What if we killed all the thieves too? You know what? Okay. We'll kill the thieves and then we'll stop. Then we'll be done. All right. Everyone is in agreement. Yep. All right, that's what we're going to do. You hunt down all the thieves and kill them too. All right. Are we done? Well, I don't know. We've got some town drunks around here. Maybe, maybe these guys who get drunk and start fights. What if, hear me out, what if we just got rid of them too, and that's the final thing? That's the final thing, and that's what they do. And these are not dispassionate trials of justice. One dude, he was a Mexican dude, completely innocent. The dude had not committed any crimes. I guess he was considered a nuisance is what they called it. They go to his home, try to kick in the door in the middle of the night. Again, everybody's arms, so he shoots back. I think he kills one of the guys, if I remember right. I know he wounds at least two of them. They get a howitzer and blow down his house. They then drag him out of there and mutilate the body. Getting uglier, right? Remember, you said you wanted to be Punisher. Well, this is what it looks like. In real life, this is what it looks like. Now, it's getting outrageous, so they decide, okay, we're going to set up a court. There are people of reason there saying, okay, let's set up a court. This is getting too much. Let's set up a court. The court takes time to set up. While they're setting up the court, the vigilance committee still hanging people, everybody they can get their freaking hands on. They've now moved on from murderers and thieves. Oh, oh boy. They've, they've moved their way down the ladder now. Hang on. he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. Vigilance Committee. Oh boy, do they start working their way down. Now they work their way down, they're hanging trail bosses. A man named Slade, a famous, famous, fame. What are these famous western adventurers who were real famous back then? They start killing lawyers who represent the defendants. They start killing people who write critical letters of them. And maybe the best part is how it all ends. Finally, a newspaper prints a really ugly picture. People swinging from a rope. They wake up to the fact everybody's on to them and they're becoming the criminals and they all just kind of go away. The Montana Vigilantes Vigilantes Hung 50 men. 50 men dragged out of their homes in the middle of the night, strung up. They were originally hunting, remember it was like a dozen bandits. 50 men. But here's the thing. I don't know how to Separate justice from revenge. I don't know what that word justice even means sometimes because it gets so twisted. They did solve the bandit problem. They did. One guy said, one guy when I was reading up on this and listening to stuff, one guy said, "Uh, there were still robberies. Well, yeah, there are always robberies, but in this particular area, way down, way down. what is justice what is it how is it different than revenge i don't know i don't know we talked about we talked about the punisher in the total fictional superhero world let's be honest about something He's the only one offering real solutions. How many criminals are left in the world? As long as we're doing weird superhero stuff today on my birthday. How many criminals are left in the world? You know what? Forget about the world. Let's do a city, New York City. How many criminals are left in New York City if Superman decides on his own I am going to grab and squash the head of every criminal I see. I'm going to murder him. Or I'm going to hold him there and burn off his eye, burn out his eyes and kill him with my laser eyes. That's how I'm going to kill every criminal I find. No more arrests. No more taking to jail. No more this. I'm going to hunt down everybody from petty pickpockets to murderers. I will find you, and I'm just going to kill them all on the spot. Every one of them. That's horrible, right? Uh, that's horrible. It's ugly. My goodness. I, I wouldn't want to live in that city. What if you got What if you got somebody wrong, you know? But how much longer does New York have a crime problem after that? It's an interesting question, isn't it? Because I don't know the answer to it, but I know this. Societies, groups of people. I'm not necessarily talking about nations because I don't really consider us one nation anymore. We're so balkanized and broken up. But societies, groups of people, they will find a way to get the justice they want. Whether it's considered legal, whether it's considered morally right, They will find a way to do so, and here's something I struggle with a lot right now. I talked about it earlier, and it's time to have a frank conversation about it today, and you're welcome to call in 877-377-4373, 877-377-4373. I want to live under a libertarian government. It would be my ideal form of government. Leave me alone, I leave you alone. There are obviously huge problems with the Libertarian Party, mainly immigration. People think libertarianism can exist without strict control of the borders, and it simply cannot. That's the most naive thing I've ever heard in my life. It's real pie-in-the-sky stuff. Oh, our society can absolutely remain free. Well, yes, of course we'll take in those 50,000 people who have no desire to remain free. Are you an idiot? That's not how that works at all. But anyway, be that as it may, I want to live under that government. I operate under a small, limited government mentality. However, aggressive steps, oftentimes bigger government stronger government, more forceful government steps must be taken in the fight against communism, don't they? I'll explain in a second. I love the end of a week because I know I'm going to have a weekend with the family now. And I'll be honest with you. My weekends with the family now are better than my weekends with the family have ever been. Because at the end of my work week, I'm not burnt out. I'm not tired. I'm not exhausted. And that's not because things have changed at work. It's because I'm sleeping eight hours a night every single night with my EBSleep. Every single night. You can have that too. It's right there for you. If you don't believe me or if you're questioning it, go to tryeb.com slash Jesse. Use the code Jesse because that'll get you 25 bucks off. Get your Eb sleep and you can try it risk free for 60 days. Find out for yourself. Stop this madness of not sleeping. Tryeb.com slash Jesse. Use the code Jesse at checkout. 25 bucks off. there was a mini controversy is a mini controversy in Portland involving this we have federal agents in camouflage uniforms helmets and everything else driving up in unmarked vans grabbing Antifa members these violent vandals Antifa and chucking them in the back of vans and driving off. Now, it all shook out that they were processed, questioned, and released. The Libertarian in me isn't great with it, but that's a very small part of me when it comes to this. Let me ask you, where should they have taken them in that van? Hang on, we're going to have a hard discussion here in a sec. Jesse Kelly returns next. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let me ask you the ultimate hypothetical. What do you feel about those federal agents chucking Antifa members in the back of a van, releasing them a couple hours later? You probably don't care. In a vacuum? Again, this is where I'm struggling right now. I'm just describing to you what I'm struggling with. In a vacuum, I actually don't love it. In reality, the world we live in right now? I think they should have chucked him in a different vehicle and chucked him out something else. Is that too harsh? Is that wrong? Is it morally wrong? Is it justice? Here's the truth of the matter. And this is a fact. This is not my opinion. We cannot laissez-faire, mind my own business, all do me, you do you, our way out of this communist insurrection we are currently experiencing in the United States of America. It is not possible. And I am not for one second sitting here saying, you need to set aside your small government, limited government, conservatism, libertarianism. Of course not. That's where we want to go. That is the goal. But here's the problem. Libertarianism can't can't defeat communism. It will lose to communism. So what's the other solution? Something like nationalism, which sounds great. I'm all about closing the borders. Problem with that, too. Everything has problems. Problem with nationalism is it involves more big government. The problem, right? The big problem? I mean, that's not what we want. It's not what we want. Big government. But what else are we going to do to these people? I mean, Portland won't do anything. Portland is openly allowing these people to destroy Portland. Big cities are allowing these people to destroy major U.S. cities. Again, the federalist in me says that's your problem. Have fun. Ruin New York City. The American in me says New York City is an icon. We're going to allow these dirty communist scum To destroy a wonderful American city? We cannot allow that. What do we do? What is justice? What is right? What will happen? What will happen? Well, here's what's going to happen. And I don't have to guess because history tells me so. What's going to happen is this. Unless we do something radical and change it, we are. We are going to sit and let these people take, and let these people take, and let these people take. And when these people are done, when we are done letting them take it, what's going to happen is we're going to choose somebody that you and I should be very, very afraid of because he's going to promise to finally fight back. People think Donald Trump was something outside of the norm. This vulgarian guy we voted for because we think he's a strong man who's going to take it to the left. Donald Trump is a benign, relatively tasteless appetizer of what is to come. If this doesn't stop as the leftists get more rabid and more radical, there is going to be an answer from the right that is more rabid and more radical and probably not possibly probably somebody who does things that make you and I very, very uncomfortable. You remember we did that episode on Chile last week. Shut up, Chris. That's how you say it. Are you uncomfortable with Augusto Pinochet picking up communists and throwing them out of helicopters? Are you uncomfortable with it? I kind of hope you are. You know things like that are coming, right? Someday. It's not coming tomorrow, but if we don't get a hold of this communist insurrection in America of this plague of injustice, then justice is going to come. Justice is going to come in one form or another. It is, I promise you it is because just like in that mining camp in Montana, People will only put up with abuse for so long until they eventually get their own form of justice. They're going to choose somebody or something or somebody's who will fight for them. And when they do that, when that day comes, if we fail, and that day comes where a very, very, very bad man from the right takes takes power, who will fight the commies. You know who will be to blame? It will be you and I. We will be to blame because every weak, need, mealy mouth response we put out there today. I right, right, maybe we should actually just take down a just take down a couple Confederate monuments. Uh, These don't make me comfortable, but nothing else. You guys, are you street mobs? You're okay now? Oh, you want more? Oh, I'm shocked. I had no idea you'd want more. Every capitulation, every bend of the knee between now and the day that strong man rises, every single one of those is the reason the strong man will rise. I don't think this I know this because societies always seek a balance. The more radical the leftists become and have become, the more violent the leftists have become, there will be an answer from the right. And what I'm asking you, the reason I brought it up earlier today, is how comfortable are you watching someone die? Probably not very for most of you. I would hope it would be not very for most of you. We're talking real lives here. We're talking life and death. We're talking about ugly things. Look at these headlines. All these headlines, are they're all the same. All of them. Portland's Democrat mayor attempts to blame Trump for ongoing violence. This is him trying to kick out the federal law enforcement guys who are arresting Antifa. Another headline, Missouri governor says he'd pardon St. Louis couple if they're charged for brandishing guns at protesters. That's the hill. So again, we're now, as you see it, you see it happening, don't you? You see two different, two different, well, There's not another way to put it. Two different standards for law enforcement. Two different standards of justice. That couple, well, they're in a liberal city, so they'll be prosecuted in the liberal city. But then the conservative governor will step in, and and, and he'll, he'll, he'll pardon them right away. But then this liberal judge will jump in. And so now, because you don't have a judicial system, you have a different politicized body. Now, now it's about to get real radical. This judge will pardon them. This judge won't. Because it's all on politics and finally, and this is really what I want to dwell on here for a few because boy, do we need to white house chief of staff, Mark Meadows quote, it's time for people to go to jail talking about an imminent indictments in the Durham probe. Hang on one second. Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council Part-time job, full-time hustle All-time Shiro to all of us You nurture, we listen You teach, we thrive You lift our spirits, but we've got to lay down the truth It's time for you, our Shiro, to stretch for the stars Start saving more for retirement now So you can feel prepared and live your life to the fullest Get free tips to help boost your retirement savings now at shiro. A message brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. July 20th. 1981, that was the day, well, the world was blessed, the world was blessed because I came into it, that what Chris, that was the day I was born, it is my birthday today, just saying. Meadows Meadows signals an imminent indictment in Durham Probe. It's time for people to go to jail. Let's just set this up again. I know you know this, but let's set this up again. We are at a time in America right now, especially with what we've seen in the past few months, we have lawlessness everywhere. It's all over the news. It's everywhere. You look allowed lawlessness. These cities have told these people, they've told their police departments to stand down. And what that has done, what that has to do with all this Durham probe stuff is it is putting more and more in the minds of the American public that there is no justice, that things are lawless. And that is a dangerous thing. Now, when it comes to the probe, We have President Barack Obama. President Barack Obama, his FBI, clearly either under his direction or with his direct knowledge, used fake information, completely fake information from a foreign intelligence agent who was working for the Hillary Clinton campaign, created a dossier, took it to the federal bureau of investigation who then took it to a FISA court and got a warrant to spy on not only an American citizen who was innocent, but on an American citizen who was his political opponent. That is state police Stasi type stuff. It is. That is a huge deal. The biggest political scandal in the history of the United States of America by a mile. And I'm telling you, Mark Meadows, it's time for people to go to jail. He says, I am sending this signal to Durham, Barr, Republicans, Democrats, everybody in D.C. Somebody better go to jail. Somebody had better go to jail because what you're seeing right now is the American public losing faith in their own government, losing faith that there is such a thing as justice. And when they get to that point, you get to a point quickly. Well, looks like Montana in the 1860s. It does, or worse. You had better start sending signals to the American public that there is justice, that the people in the in crowd will be held accountable because if you do not, you are partially responsible for what comes next and what comes next. Never is good ever. It's ugly. It's bad. I don't want it. I don't want federal police grabbing people they don't like and throwing them into unmarked vans. At the same time, federal police better keep grabbing people they don't like and throwing them into unmarked vans because something has got to put down this commie insurrection now before it gets any worse. And not just because of them, because of us. Because the longer we put off a legitimate answer to this, the worse our answer has to be. Those roots, those commie roots, are already very, very, very deep in the United States of America, and that means right now, if we didn't, if they didn't gain another inch of ground right now, it would be extremely painful to root them out. I, don't, I think I used the word root too much there, but that's not important. It's my birthday. How much deeper are you going to allow them to go? Because at some point in time, they can get so deep, it'll kill you to root them out. I'm struggling personally. I am struggling personally with what I want from my government right now. And I should clarify, when I say I don't want federal agents throwing people into unmarked vans. I'm saying that because I know for a fact the leftists will turn around when they gain power and start throwing you and me into unmarked vans. I don't want government to have that power at all. Now it turns out these things were totally justified. These were people threatening, vandalizing federal buildings. So they were being detained for that. If you can't tell, The shows recently should be a pretty good indicator to you. I'm very worried that we're already past the point or rapidly getting a point where solving our commie insurgency problem is going to involve doing things that I don't ever want to have to do and I don't want you to have to do and I don't want to have to read about it in the papers. I don't want to have to watch it on the news. I don't want that. I just want to live in peace and be left alone. That's all I want. I don't know if I'm going to get what I want, though. And that sucks. Because these people are not backing off. They're not getting shyer. They're not losing their motivation. They're not backing off. And they're not going to back off. And the problem is, there's no history. And you know how much I love it. And you know we study it all the time. There is no history in communism. Zero, none, zilch that has them backing off without being forced to back off. Are you comfortable with communism? I'm assuming the answer to that is pretty much universally no. So let me ask you. Are you comfortable with a solution to communism? You know who you know who defeated communism, right? It wasn't just Pinochet? But who defeated communism in his own country you know Adolf Hitler did got a lot more uncomfortable now didn't it um, I don't think we need to model ourselves after the antichrist but he didn't do it nicely either and these examples are ugly and they're tyrannical and they're murder um I'm all ears for another way. I want another way. I'm desperate for another way. So somebody tell me what the other way is when they own all of it. Half of one of the half of the two political parties, the media system, the entire university system, the entire entertainment system, over 90% of the federal government. Over 90% of the federal government. That is deeply rooted, firmly entrenched. How do we stop this madness? How do we get these people out? And and how do we do it the right way? Because that's what we want, right? Isn't it? Hang on. Until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me. On top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one. Get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com promo code Jesse. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, it's your favorite throwback podcast hosts, Jessica Bennett and Susie Bannacarum here to announce a new season of our show in retrospect, which means a whole new batch of episodes diving into the pop culture moments we love and love to pick apart. From the dethroning of the first Black Miss America. To the legacy of a lesbian joke from four Kaftan-loving Golden Girls. Listen to In Retrospect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.